Welcome to Yehobitsville, brought to you by Pear Tree Canada. I'm Ralph Benmergi, your host here on Yehobitsville. I hope you've had good high holidays and uh, fasted well, if that's what you do, and thought about life and reflected a little bit. And then every year I think I'm going to build a sukkah, and every year I realize I'm not going to build a sukkah, because I can't build. That's the only reason. I've always wanted to do a show called Jewish Home Repair where my wife and I try to put up a bookshelf or something, or look at something that's broken, kind of like Quest for Fire, look at something that's broken, and then uh, wreck it for half the show and then call somebody to come in and do it properly. And then that's the second half of the show. And I think it'll sell. Who knows? Uh, My guest this week uh, is from the place where they do the weather in Ontario. They get to the southern tip and it's like Florida. It's like 14 degrees warmer than the rest of the province. Uh, I'm thinking of Windsor, Presque Point, and all that stuff. Uh, and uh, there is a Jewish community in Windsor, and we have proof of that by my guest and his family. My guest is Mark Abraham, and he and his family are uh, pillars of Jewish life in Windsor. And we're going to look and explore uh, what that uh, looks like. So, Mark, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thanks for having me, Ralph. Uh, we're doing great here. It is uh, about 18 degrees, maybe 20 now. So uh, we are probably quite a bit warmer than uh, than you guys. And uh, and uh, it's great. Uh, my family always comes down and says uh, it's like going to Florida. So uh, thanks again for having me. And it's uh, beautiful down here in Windsor. Well, you know, that's why everybody walks around in Speedos or not. I'm not sure. No, no. <laughs> Men don't walk around in Speedos anymore. That's all I remember. It's not a good idea. All right. Let, let's let's um, let's do this through your, the lens of your family. Tell me the family history of the Abrahams in Windsor. Uh, the Abrahams of Windsor. Uh, my grandfather, uh, William Abraham, was a Holocaust survivor. Uh, he fought in the uh, Romanian army. He had a wife and two boys, uh, and they were both lost in the Holocaust. He met my grandmother when he went back home uh, uh, to find if he had any family left. And uh, he did not. My grandmother was 18. He was 36. They basically said, uh, um, you know, we don't have anybody, so let's get together and start a family. Uh, They stayed in Romania for about three years. uh, And then Romania went communist and they took away his land. So they immigrated to Israel and lived on a kibbutz for about two years. Um, we, my grandmother had an uncle in Windsor, Ontario, and uh, an aunt in Southfield, Michigan, and another uncle in South Bend, Indiana, and the uncle in Windsor sponsored them to come over, and uh, they came over in 1953, and, uh, and that was the start of um, that side of the family here. My mother is uh, actually um, a fourth-generation Canadian. And uh, her great great grandfather is buried in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, her her dad uh, grew up in Windsor, um, and her uh, mother grew up in Toronto and um, in Montreal. So uh, that's how the Abrahams came to be in Windsor. Um, and uh, um, we very much love the location. We love the access to Detroit. Um, we love the weather, and uh, we love being. Uh, very close to an American metropolis, but getting to still live in Canada. Yeah, there's so much in there. The coincidence of your grandparents' ages both being significant Jewish numbers, right? 18 and 36, uh, you know. Absolutely. 18. I love that. The idea that through tragedy, 
they end up coming together and it's why you're here right now is is also ironic in in a sad way but in a good way too because you you all got to flourish in a new place was it, were there a lot of jewish people in windsor when your grandfather and grandmother got here uh, windsor's population of jews back then was uh between 5 and 7000 and it really really exploded in uh, the 1950s enough that uh, they built a very large congregation which uh is uh, i'm on the board of uh congregation sharashmayim uh there there at the time were four synagogues here and uh um they built uh, in the 60s they built the windsor jewish community center to support uh, the growing Jewish community. And that growth continued uh, through my parents' generation. And then I would say half of my parents' generation left for places like Toronto and uh, much bigger cities. And uh, uh, it's continued to decline. I would say we're on a plateau right now. There's about 1,500 Jewish souls that identify as Jews in Windsor. And that's, of course, across Canada, where it's really the identification there are many more that aren't involved. Um, you know, I know a lot of them. We have professors at the university, things like that, that uh, um, that are not involved at all in the community, but would would generally count themselves as Jews. So right now, about fifteen hundred. Uh, the synagogues each have about a hundred families uh, between the congregation Shar Shemayim and uh, congregation Bethel, which is the uh, Reform synagogue. Uh, so. There's a significant amount of unaffiliated Jews, I would say, but they're right. there. Um, so what what accounted for the uh, Jewish explosion in the 50s? Why did everybody come to Windsor in the 50s? Jobs. Um, I mean, you could you could walk. My dad used to say you could walk right out of school and uh, and get a job at Chrysler or Ford um, and a good paying job. And uh, it, it was there's jobs. There was the location again, and there was the infrastructure that was here already from the first wave of uh, of immigrants that came in the late 1800s. Uh, and and again, you really cannot beat um, the location, and and we're close to everything. So uh, that's what made it explode. Now, what made it go away is that really the auto companies started having problems in the 80s. Um, so all that are left, really, the ones that stayed are professionals. So, you know, myself, I'm in banking. Um, you know, lawyers are here. Business owners, we have some very famous businesses uh, down in Windsor and uh, they're multi-generational families. Uh, we have some very wealthy individuals uh, uh, that have stayed and have based themselves in Windsor. But it, again, it's plateaued. We're not replacing the people that are lost. Now, this is something that our uh, executive, our new executive director of the Federation, Dan Brotman, uh, uh, put in front of uh, front and center as something he's concentrating on is uh, a new to Windsor uh, recruitment package. And uh, that can be found on um, on the uh, Windsor Jewish Federation's website, jewishwindsor.org. Right. Well, you got about 1500 who say they're Jewish. So that's not a bad start. Um, what about uh, levels of observance, kashrut, all that stuff? Is is that fluid, or do you have to go to Detroit to get stuff, or how does it work? Okay, so there's a joke in Windsor that we have uh, half the Jews in Windsor are conservative, but they think they're Orthodox, and half the Jews in Windsor are conservative, but they think they're Reform. Right. So 
I, I go to an Orthodox synagogue. I'm not Orthodox. Uh, we do keep kosher in the house. It is not difficult to keep kosher. I, it was during the pandemic. So yeah. uh, we were not getting our deliveries of kosher meat. Uh, there is one uh, grocery store, specifically the Supercenter, that carries, and that's a Zayers uh, type uh, right. grocery store that carries uh, kosher meat, comes in once a week. But I have my Nexus Pass, and Detroit is right behind me. I know our listeners can't see because they're listening, but right behind me, you can see the Detroit skyline. And uh, um, I can cross and be in Oak Park, Michigan to uh, One Stop Kosher, which is very similar to Sobey's Kosher Market there on uh, on Center Street, I believe. And uh, it's all kosher, anything that you need, butchers, bakeries, uh, delicatessens, um, very close, very close by. So it's very easy to keep kosher. As far as level of, of observance, uh, um, I like to think I keep Shabbat by not doing my own occupation, but that doesn't mean I'm not running around to hockey arenas and things like any anybody else. But that's my level of keeping Shabbat. Uh, there are very few Shomer Shabbat uh, individuals and families in Windsor. Uh, The Chabad rabbi, Rabbi uh, Galperin, would be absolutely one of them. And, uh, you know, I I think that that, uh, I go to synagogue on Shabbat. Uh, We have have a 45-year record of uh, always having a minion on on Shabbat. So we're very happy about that. And the temple has Friday night services, very well attended. And, uh, um, you know, we have all, we had so many circus parties this year. It was unbelievable. And of course there's some Torah parties. There's, there, there's plenty to do. If you want to be an observant Jew, you can be an observant Jew. There are plenty of very nice residences. And we should talk about that within walking distance of, um, of the synagogue. And Ralph, I wanted to, to circle back to the residences. So I live in a four-bedroom, uh, three-bathroom house in South Windsor, um, what would be considered a Jewish neighborhood. And uh, I paid in 2012 $183,000 for my 70 by 120-foot lot. Uh, so, and now it's probably worth maybe $550,000 property values here. You can sell your house in Toronto and retire here. No problem with a million dollars in the bank. So, so you're, you're a real booster. I, I am, I'm, that's <laughs> the reason why I think that, uh, that we're speaking today is that's why I volunteer so much. I want there to be a Jewish Windsor for my kids. I want to follow in the footsteps of my uh, parents and grandparents. And, uh, if, if, you know, we can, we can donate all we want. And that's something I, I would love to talk to too, is that, uh, uh, everybody wants to write a check, but it's so much harder to give your time. And I think that's really important is, uh, you know, time on the boards. Um, I was the uh, past but me, president. Let me, but let me ask you, why is it so important to you? Why is this idea of maintaining and protecting the legacy of being Jewish in Windsor? Why does it matter? Well, you know, you, you, you have a good job. You could move to other places. Why, why does it matter so much to you? I just believe in the, 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 um, the area. I believe in the amenities and the, the history of my family uh, coming here. And I just would love people to see what we see. Uh, I know a lot of people I talk to in Toronto are like, 
Windsor. I don't want to go to Windsor. <laughs> What's in Windsor? Right? And 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 you know, it's it's like Toronto. I love visiting, but I don't want to live there because it's too busy, it's too fast, it's too expensive. Come to Windsor and 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 Windsor's a place where it's the opposite. I would love to live there, but nobody wants to visit, right? Unless you're going to, unless <laughs> what about going Detroit? To... Like I remember I was in United Synagogue Youth as a kid and we did mm-hmm. a field trip to Oak Park, Michigan. Yeah. Because that was the big Jewish place in in uh, as a suburb of Detroit and mm-hmm. uh, what what part does Detroit play in Jewish life for people in Wind? well it's the hub of say BBYO so Benebrith Youth Organization uh, our kids I was go, I would go over every weekend to uh, BBYO meetings uh, the the hub of Jewish life I would say the epicenter now is uh, is uh, West Bloomfield Michigan little bit farther out beautiful area tons of lakes um and it's still only about i would say 35 minute drive which is not even a normal commute in toronto i mean that's i can i can be in west bloomfield in less time it would take me to get from uh from bathurst and center to 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 my td office downtown in toronto so um you know significantly less time detroit uh plays a a very big role i mean tonight I'm going to the uh, the uh, Red Wings home opener, and we get uh, we get Americans know not a lot about you uh, Canadian geography. So you know, I get asked all the time, "Oh, where are you from?" I said, "Windsor, Canada." They're like, how long did it take you to get here? Five minutes. How long did it take you to get here? <laughs> so um, they still the- don't know because I I've done some work uh, on some documentaries in the Detroit area, and they watch CBC and they they seem to know what Canadians are about. I'm surprised that you're telling me they don't. Well. Listen, at the Red Wings game, every time they do the the singing of Journeys Don't Stop Believing, and they scream out South Detroit. There is no South Detroit. It's called <laughs> Windsor. <laughs> so we are South Detroit. But I, in, in, in speaking with the Detroit Jewish News, too, Windsor's very much a part of Metro Detroit. Okay, huh. it's very much, it's the biggest suburb. Um, and so that's why the Detroit Jewish News, even though it's called the Detroit Jewish News, uh, c- considers Windsor part of its 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 uh, legacy, its mailings, its its who they're uh, uh, marketing to as well. And that's something I think people forget about is, again, I get to live in Canada with all the benefits of being in Canada. And yet we have an American metropolis right there with everything, concerts, do, events. Do, do, do you think that American Jewry is different than Canadian Jewry in some way? Or is it really where you live? I think it's different? different in the same way that Americans are different than Canadian. And I think you did, you you realized that a lot more being in Windsor during the pandemic, that uh, the, the mentality of Americans was so different from the mentality of Americans or mentality of, of Canadians. Uh, Canadians, Canadians. And, and we saw it firsthand right here. Um, plenty of people in Windsor have family in Detroit that couldn't go see them. And plenty of family in Detroit couldn't come here to see their family. And yet it was a very, um, uh, uh, you could see the difference between the level of cooperation that Canadians had throughout the pandemic compared to Americans. And and I think that's reflected whether or not they're Canadian Jews or American Jews. I think it's the same mentality. Right. It's a a cultural thing that's generalized by being Mm -hmm. Canadian, not by being Jewish. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, 1500, you really would love everybody to move there. But what do you think is the realistic future for a place like Windsor in terms of Jewish life? 
Well, I'll say this. Um, uh, I think that we can continue on uh, with 1,500 people, but I think without some outside help, I think that we'll have to combine some of our institutions into possibly one campus. Uh, you know, I, I like to say if if we could get two million dollars in the bank for the synagogue, we don't need any members because we could just run on uh, on uh, on the hundred thousand dollars or so in interest that it would earn, and and we'd be just fine. Um, it, so the the idea is, I think, twofold. One, we need to bring in people, and two, you know. Uh, I like I think there's a lot of what you call evangelical Jews that just want to have Jewish institutions. And I think that's a lot of what your podcast is about, is the 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 um, showing off the smaller communities and saying, look, um, there's opportunities to be uh, to spread the wealth, I guess you could say. And one thing that that I, I, I stumped for is this might not be the year to do it, but, you know. If you're sitting on a bunch of positions in your portfolio that are up significantly, like, you know, not this year, but last year, uh, the synagogue would love to have, you know, a thousand shares of your TD bank. Um, and you can send it, we'll provide you a tax receipt right down or, or any of them, jewishwindsor.org, Chabad Windsor, any of our organizations down here. You know, if you were from Windsor originally, if you, um, if you uh, just like to see uh, continued Jewish community activity in some of these smaller communities think about us when you're doing your year in charitable donations and that's something that's important um uh, so how I do you, think how, that, how do you ahead. do how do you do the like how does the jewish community fit into the larger body politic of of windsor itself is it well integrated is it kind of sometimes in and sometimes out does it have a, an effect on how things run in windsor I think yes, we're very involved. I mean, I, if you if you look back, Windsor had uh, a Jewish mayor um, back when my dad was a kid. Um, you know, Herb Gray uh, was uh, yeah. Windsor's representative in the House of Commons, deputy prime minister for many years. We are very close and very involved in the overall community of Windsor. And surprisingly, we have a very good relationship with uh, the the Muslim community in Windsor because it's huge. Uh, Dearborn, Michigan is is one of the biggest concentrations of Muslims in in the United States. And an offshoot of that, very much so why Windsor got built up too, is because Detroit had a very large Jewish population. And uh, and that's why the original wave came to Windsor as well. Um, but the the Muslim population in Windsor is 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 twenty times the size of uh, of the Jewish population, and yet uh, we have a we have a very good working relationship, uh, and that comes from uh, when I was president of the Jewish Federation during the pandemic too, as we worked very closely with them uh, to make sure people seniors were doing well and fed and and uh, uh, not getting sick. So uh, overall, in the in the community, I mean, again, some very uh, uh, large Jewish businesses uh, that are very well involved. Things like uh, Freed's Men's Store. A lot of people come down from Toronto to go there. Tepperman's Furniture. Um, we have the Strasbourg Law Firm, where uh, is one of the uh, most prominent law firms in Canada. So there's there we're very involved in the community. We're, we're very noticeable in the community. And the Windsor Jewish Community Center is at one of the main intersections in the whole city. So, I mean, people drive by it every day. Uh, we have a 70-unit seniors building uh, that sticks out right at the corner of Olette and Tecumseh Road. 
we're, we have a very good relationship with the mayor, uh, with the city council. Actually, one of the city councilors is my neighbor. So, um, uh, again, during the pandemic and, and during various stages, I was able to, to, to get help and get information for our community. I think that uh, the, the biggest thing is, is, is the people and money. And I think that's anywhere, anywhere you go. Um, you know, people, we need more people. Love to have, you know, a, two B'nai chapters here again. We don't have two B'nai chapters anymore. We have zero. So our kids, we send them to Detroit. Um, we have, uh, um, we used to have a Hebrew high school. We don't have that anymore. Um, it's something that I'm looking to really get started again. Uh, in uh, my interview with the Detroit Jewish News, the three things, you know, I really, I really would like to see um, uh, a non-denominational Jewish cemetery. Uh, I, I'm very... Um, I'm very in favor of embracing our our Jews that decide uh, to marry non-Jews because if you don't embrace them, you lose them both. So let's embrace the, that side of the community. And one of the ways we can do that is having a place for those families to get buried. Um, and then, <clears throat> you know, I really would like to see the Hebrew high school back and I would like to see more involvement in B'nai B'rith. And uh, then I'm going to take a little break because... Uh, my past presidency of the Federation has been uh, added to by another two years because the president decided to run again. So um, it, it's time for a little break or else uh, my wife, Kelly, is not going to be too, too happy with me. <laughs> She'll yeah. have had enough of that. You know, sometimes I think about that whole thing of, you know, it, it, there was a population up in certain uh, cities, Hamilton, Windsor, places like that, and different places mm -hmm. across the country. And then there was the building of big synagogues. Yeah. And and then now you end up with big synagogues that look much emptier because they're big and the population isn't anymore. Do By you, the way, Ralph, so, that was very convenient during COVID. Lots of room. Yeah, six feet, no problem. I can do no 15. Problem. Yeah. But all that stuff can weigh you down. It can mm -hmm. all be about trying to keep all that. So yep. Perhaps it, the future doesn't hold for the same kind of separation of the uh, of Jewish life, and perhaps there's more of a one campus idea, like you were talking about. I think that's worked in smaller communities, and I I think it's something that we need to get over. You know, I I love the synagogue. Um, you know, I would love to have everybody come and be part of the Shar Hashemayim, but that would mean selling the Federation or selling you know the Temple Bethel, and I think that. Um, you can't yet you almost have to get rid of them all and move to one neutral spot or else you're just going to have fighting and i think that's uh, that's a problem you know of course if you have 10 jews in a room you got 100 different opinions so yeah i mean there are places though that have different faiths in the same building now right in hamilton one of the solutions of that conservative synagogue was it was bought by a hindu temple so that the Hindus have their services in there and the Jewish population still has a little part of the building, but they've sold it so that they can be uh, liquid, you know, at this point. So, yeah. you know, who knows how it, I know in America, there's lots more of that, that kind of interfaith building thing, right? Just as a, a thought on that, uh, that's something that we have been exploring. Um, we do have a, a um, South Asian organization that is very interested in um, in possibly sharing our facility at the Jewish Community Center. And that would allow us to maintain ownership of the Jewish Community Center because, again, it's not being utilized to its maximum potential. But 
we have, again, that 70-unit seniors building connected to it. It's connected. You can't just say, okay, I'm going to sell the, the center. and uh, how do you, They're connected. So Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, solutions are found. So, yeah. uh, so you want us all to move to Windsor, and if we don't move there, you want us to send money. Um, I think that sums it up. Or stock, send stock. <laughs> um, you know, I, there's some positions like, uh, you know, Pfizer in your portfolio is going to be up this year. If you're looking to, uh, to make a donation, <laughs> we would love to accept your, your donation of stock. And again, uh, you know, don't just think about uh, the Toronto proper for, for donations. Don't just think about, you know, I support the state of Israel too. Think about some of our smaller communities that could use the gelt too. So Right. Right. Well, look, I love your energy and your the amount of work you've put into it. You know, like you said, sometimes people will write a check, but they won't actually volunteer the time. And you certainly put in the time, even though you have the Detroit Tigers to deal with as a reality that we, on the other hand, don't have. That's... No, but you have the Maple Leafs. Yes, who who at least, at least, well, you know. We you gave us who did you give us uh, Babcock you gave us a, a coach. yeah Babcock and yeah. and Shanahan you have the Shanahan plan yeah we do have Shanahan and still no cup but what are you going to do all right you take care of yourself I really you appreciate too, you spending the time Mark Abraham has been my guest he is a financial advisor and a key part his entire family of Windsor Jewish life and uh, that's just a little snapshot of what goes on there i think i know a lot more than i used to so i'm happy for that this has been you hope it's still sponsored by pear tree canada reducing the after-tax cost of giving for canadian major gift donors learn more at peartreecanada.com i'm your host ralph ben Murgi. our producer is michael Freeman. our music is by louis samayo if you want to travel with us across this great country visiting more small jewish communities subscribe on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts if you want to hear more of my work, you can go to ralphbenmergie.ca. You'll see my book, I Thought He Was Dead, and different things, including my spiritual counseling and podcasts of Not That Kind of Rabbi. Uh, if you want to hear more from the Canadian Jewish News and stories from them, you can find them at the Canadian Jewish News' website, the cjn.ca. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on Yehopitzville. Join author Karen Levine in marking the 20th anniversary of the extraordinary true story behind her beloved children's book, Hannah's Suitcase. You'll hear how the curator of a small Holocaust museum in Japan wound up on an incredible global journey, searching for a young girl named Hannah Brady. Sunday, October 30th at 2 p.m. at Beth Emmett Synagogue in Toronto. To learn more and register for free, visit beby.org slash event slash OCT30.